holding yourself accountable it's not a bad thing I think it has a bad stigma I think sometimes people say that when you know think that when we hold ourselves accountable we have to practice negative self-talk where we're like you're not doing this you're not doing that and that's not what it should look like holding yourself accountable is just taking a step back and saying am I doing these things to the best of my ability or can I do better because I'm capable of more What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 22 of the Strong Society podcast. I'm Anthony alongside Ashley, as always. Um, It's March. It's awesome. Uh, Three months into 2023. And at this point, if we're looking at our fitness journey, we thought it would be a perfect time to speak on something that tends to stand in many of our ways, and, and that's a plateau, breaking through the plateau. And I think from from all of us who really start those those fitness journeys at the start of the year our new year's resolutions you know it's awesome when it starts off first month second month and then you hit that third month and for some reason you're just like hitting a wall right lack of motivation lack of education whatever the case may be we're gonna get into a lot of those things but aside from being a challenging word to spell plateaus are a challenge for many of us and and something we all face but to ensure that we're staying on track with our goals, we must pivot, we must break through these plateaus. And so today's episode, it's gonna be short and sweet, but we are going to dive into something helpful, such as tips on how we can do just that. But I mean, personally for me, I experienced, you know, I, I saw this often coming from the fitness industry, I saw this pretty often where members would come in, you know, January, the busiest month of the year yeah. in the industry, of course. and. And we would see it maybe three months in. And it's always unfortunate because we would have current members say, oh, you know what, give it, to, give it a couple months and they'll all be gone. And it's unfortunate, you know, because, you know, I would never be like, oh, yeah, we, yeah, I understand that. Because for me, the bigger goal is the fact that people are starting their health journey for a reason, you know. And it, it was always unfortunate when we did see members coming in to cancel, whether it was due to lack of progress, lack of accountability, you know, lack of knowledge, how to use the equipment. Um, or a big one, lack of motivation, right? They just don't have time. They don't have, you know, the motivation or inspiration to really go into the gym and, and get after their workouts. So um, could have overcome this essentially by following a few of the tips that we're going to go ahead and provide on, on this episode. So we're pretty, pretty excited about this. Hopefully this can really ramp up our workouts and, and, and again, take it to the next level as well. So First off, I mean, I think it's it's probably an important part to really understand what a workout plateau is. I mean, I'll pass it over to Ash. Yeah, so I mean, a workout plateau basically occurs when, you know, your body's adjusting to the workouts. It's no longer being challenged. So you're maybe you've been doing the same routine, you're getting stuck, you feel like it's almost mundane because mm-hmm. you're just, it's so repetitive and you don't feel like you're being challenged anymore. Right. Um, so you might start to just feel unmotivated, you'll get bored and you're just like, you know what, this isn't exciting. And I think, you know, to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying about, you know, the beginning of the year, you're motivated. Also, everyone's excited. Right. People get so yep. excited at the beginning of the year. So they're excited to start. So they're doing it and they're doing it and they're like, oh, this is fun. I'm excited. You know, I'm starting new. But after a while, when you have to continue to do it, then that requires that discipline. So once excitement yeah, and the exactly. motivation goes away, then that's where you do tend to also, I think the plateau with it also being a muscle plateau, it's also 
like a mindset plateau. Absolutely. Because you do get bored and you're like, you know, I'm not two months in, you may have made great progress, but I think sometimes we have a wrong idea of what the progress should be within two or three months. Yeah, most definitely. And you talk about mindset, which we'll definitely dive into because that's a huge part to it. But for many of us who know, aside from just fitness, aside from just health and wellness, a plateau it can be seen in everyday life. It's getting into a rut. You know, when people say, oh, I'm stuck in a rut right now, it's almost like they're referring to this plateau. They're stuck in a, a routine and it's the same thing every single day, right? Same thing in the morning, same thing in the afternoon, in the evening. Maybe their workouts are exactly the same. So as you mentioned, like our bodies have gotten so comfortable and used to the quote unquote demands that we've placed. The demands were at the beginning, maybe we said, hey, this workout's kicking my butt, but you kept on doing that. And so your body's gotten used to it. And, or, and you, I mean, in a good way, like you've gotten stronger. Right, exactly. I mean, the yeah. workout's gotten easier for yeah, you. I don't want to so, neglect that part. Yeah, so it's, sure. not, it's not a bad thing if you hit a plateau. I mean, unless you like are in a bad type of plateau where you maybe right. you're just doing the same routine that doesn't um, involve any type of like health activity or fitness yeah. activity. But if you are working out regularly and you do feel like your workouts are no longer challenging you when they were maybe two months ago, then mm -hmm. maybe you need to change it up because yeah. you're just stronger and your endurance is better than it yeah. was a few months ago, which is, which is awesome. a great thing. Yeah. Um, can you remember a specific time, maybe in your personal fitness journey that you've experienced a plateau? I mean, several, several yeah. times. I think I've been on this journey for years now. And so I think that's a good thing to get out there is just because, you know, even when health and fitness turns into a huge part of your lifestyle, you're still going to hit plateaus. It's it, multiple it, plateaus. Yeah. It's not just like I hit my plateau already and that's it. I'm never going to no, hit it again. No, it's like consistently. And I think for me, I used it for me, it would be more of a mindset thing where I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm just not enjoying this. I'm not, you know, feeling good with it anymore. A big plateau, I think, for me was after competing and going from, you know, that type of training and seeing how my body looked and then having to kind of reverse out of that. It was hard yeah. to want to continue to still work out when the progress was different than what the progress was before. Yeah. So I think that was like a, a big plateau. Big and I you. think even now sometimes, like yeah. if my workload is too crazy or stuff like that and I'm doing the workouts and I don't necessarily feel super challenged. I'm not feeling like I'm, you know, getting a good sweater and workout. I'm just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Then at that point though, I have to take a step back and, you know, reassess and refocus yeah. and maybe I need to change stuff up and what do I need to change up? And I know we'll get into all of that here yeah. in a bit. No, what about definitely. you? Yeah, and I think when I think of like the plateaus that I've hit, and again, like like you mentioned, there are multiple, right? I probably, you know, hit already so many in my life, but I think at this point you realize that some factors have to change. And I think when I when I did get up to the two hundred and thirty pound weight back in at the end of two thousand nineteen <laughs> I knew at that point that I was like, damn, I have to make some type of change because I was just feeling sluggish. I wasn't feeling like this is a great weight, or at least I didn't put it on effectively. Like yeah. instead of being able to, as you know, for those out there, if you're looking to put on size, but lean size, you have to make sure you're coming from a, an actual lean, you know, point where your body is low body fat percentage you can't start when you're when you got a higher body fat yeah. percent i think i made that mistake early on but i think i hit that plateau and for me mentally i said look something i have to do something different than what i'm doing right now or else why would i expect anything to change and i think that's essentially what sums up a plateau is that you're doing the same thing that you've always done so why should you expect different results exactly yeah i think that's very well said is you know don't keep doing the same thing and expect things to change like you have to change what you're doing if you want your results to change yeah and, and so we kind of already already spoke about it but like so 
you know, a cyclone plateau, like what is happening here? You know, why does this happen? And, and we've spoken about it here the past few minutes, but we talk about getting into a routine. We talk about doing the same workouts over and over again, the same sets, the same reps, the even time of day, the meals that we're eating, right? Things are so, um, I would say, so constant and a routine that your body is now adapted to that. And yeah. so, for you to really understand like, okay, how can I break through this? You got to mentally tell yourself like, I'm going to have to do things that I haven't been doing, switch things up. And and we're going to end this episode with six factors to consider. Um, so stick around, but we're, we're going to dive into a lot of these things, but um, a huge and important aspect to not only breaking plateaus, but our overall fitness goals and, and overall improvement is a term that we call progressive overload and not you and I call, but like, it's just a matter of term <laughs> out there is, yeah, is progressive <laughs> overload. And Ash, can you dive into, for those who have never heard of what progressive overload is, can you dive into what it is and, and why it's so important? Yeah. So progressive overload, and we you know we practice this with all of our clients. I think that's a big part for us is we don't want them plateauing and you know, it still happens. And that's where we as coaches can kind of help them pivot and adjust. Mm -hmm. But if you're going into the gym every week and you're doing squats and you're doing the same weight and you're doing the same amount of reps, then, you know, you're going to hit a plateau because you're not practicing progressive overload. So progressive overload is basically once your body feels stable, you want to start to increase weight gradually. And on the flip side, you do have to do it in a smart, healthy way right. because you don't want it to lead to injury. But I know for me, if I'm doing, you know, 95 pound squats and I can hit 15 of them easy then I'm doing way too many reps. That means, you know what, I'm going to increase my weight slightly mm -hmm. and maybe I'm going to do less reps, but I'm going to be more challenged. So that's allowing my muscles to actually strengthen, to grow yeah. versus just doing, you know, the lightweight. And again, this is different for everyone based on what their goals mm -hmm. are. But if you're wanting to, you know, build lean muscle to burn fat, I think progressive overload is a huge part of strength training. And on the flip side, it can also be incorporated into cardio and endurance training Absolutely. as well. If you're somebody who's prepping for a marathon or something like that, and you're only, you know, every time you go, you run three miles and that's all you're running every single week, week over week, yeah. then you're not increasing your endurance and your cardiovascular systems, not strengthening. Yeah. So you have to every week, okay, I'm doing three this week. I'm going to add, you know, four on this day. And then this next week I'm going to add five. And then you're slowly increasing. So basically progressive, progressive. Overload. to sum, yeah. to sum it up is you're just progressing weekly, daily, whatever your training regimen looks like, you should be doing something to challenge yourself a little bit more. Now say you're not ready to increase weight just mm -hmm. yet, but you're doing, you know, ten, try to, you know, drop the weight and maybe do a couple extra sets without weight to just really exert those yeah. muscles. Yeah. No, the, it, the word, the reason why we wanted to kind of really talk about progressive overload, because like you mentioned, it hits so many different aspects. It talks about progressively increasing the weight that you're using progressively increasing the energy expended you know the reps the sets and we're going to talk about a lot of this stuff here in a little bit but one of the things i i whenever i'm doing my client programming is using rpe so i mean the rate of perceived exertion you want to make sure that it's it's a subjective measure right one to ten one is it's extremely easy ten is it extremely you know, taxing and challenging. And so when you look at that from, let's say a four week split type of workout plan, you might have the same workouts for this four week split, because ideally four weeks is a good time because your body needs to get used, you know, build up the muscle endurance. Your body has to get used to these workouts, but on a week to week basis, 
you should be increasing your workload, you should be increasing your RPE, you should be having an increase because you don't want to necessarily be using the same weight for the entire yeah. four weeks because this is where you, at the end of those four weeks, you're probably going to say, man, I'm hitting like a plateau because I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, or you're not feeling stronger. You're like, I, or the workout becomes so easy and you're right. like, it's easy. I'm like, if it's easy, then we need to increase you yeah. know, weight. We need to challenge yourself in a different way than just changing up the workout repeatedly and repeatedly. Because yeah. also if you're changing up your workouts too often, too often. Yeah, yeah. that's also not a good thing. Yeah. So I would, I would not recommend, I think a two week is a minimum, but even at that, like you've gotten, you're barely at the point, once you get your first week done, the second week's barely at, your, at the point where you're progressively overloading that. And so you want to be able to build up strength and, and muscle and, and muscle endurance essentially as you go week to week. Um, and so, yeah, progressively overloading your weight, reps, whatever the case may be, is super, super important to make sure that that you're breaking through these plateaus. And what, one more thing I wanted to mention with that too is before you look to start increasing that weight, make sure that your form is correct. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the times I've seen people, I'm guilty of this too, prior to you know getting educated on this myself, is going through the motions and doing the movements and increasing the weight, but not targeting the muscle groups that I'm meant to be targeting because mm -hmm. my form is total shit. Yeah. So I think making sure that you feel stable, you feel strong, your form is good and it's targeting the groups that you want to. And then when your form is good and then you're repping that out easily, then you definitely do need to increase it. But I would say if you're if your form's not where it should mm -mm. be, avoid increasing weight because that's only going to lead to injury. That's only going to, it's not going to help you in any way. It's going to work against you. So for, for the movements that you're doing to really be effective, you have to be stabilized and having good solid form. And then you have to continue to increase that weight after you're stable and you're solid in form. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we're excited. We're working on a couple of things on the back end, you know, stabilization, muscle endurance programs, mm -hmm. strength programs and whatnot that can easily be purchased just off off of you know our our uh, site off of our app through our link or something like that so stay tuned for that but it deals a lot with a lot of that basically it's core yeah. stabilization muscle endurance because like ash is mentioning you can't expect to say okay you know what i'm gonna bump this weight up 20 30 pounds when you're struggling to get even three four reps out of it you know you want to be able to your think about your body saying hey Man, I feel really challenged with this. Awesome, cool. I'm gonna to continue to challenge you with okay. this. Maybe I'm gonna increase, I'm gonna to try to get up to 12 to 15 reps and build up that hypertrophy training and really build up that muscle. And then when you're gonna when you increase the weight, you're gonna realize, man, like I'm I'm really solid. I'm feeling this weight really well. And so I think for us it excites us because there's like a yeah. science to it. And and when you really break it down and and you know, really focus on the foundation and building blocks, this whole plateau that you hit it doesn't become a factor for you because again there's so many different things that you can alter with your programming and and really push past to the other side yeah and that's like the fun part once you get like into it and you start to learn your body and mm -hmm. learn how to pivot in those plateaus you're like okay this is getting i'm gonna how else can i challenge myself what yeah. else can i do to continue to to grow and to be healthier yeah most definitely all right, guys, so let's jump into the six factors that we would suggest to consider to break through these plateaus. And again, if you guys have, aside from these six, if you guys have other factors that you have you have really considered and have worked well for y'all, please message us so we can highlight that you know, on, on our sites as well. But 
The first factor we have that you want to really consider to break through plateaus is the type of workout that you're engaged in. And so some of the things that we can talk about are your routines, your workout splits, um, what phases of workouts that you're working out in, your workout styles, etc. But routines and workout splits, if you're doing, if you've been doing for three months, a three day workout split and you have, you know, upper body one day, lower body another day. Um, chest one day and you doing that for three straight months I mean you're bound to hit a plateau I think anybody is right Um, essentially use different equipment and I think you mentioned earlier how how progressively overloading can can go across multiple facets and if you're so used to just walking on a treadmill jump on a stair climber jump on a rower jump on a bike and I think another with that one to use different equipment there's so many different variations Mm -hmm. of things now like it's endless you know yeah so it's like you know if you're always doing RDLs with a barbell on a platform you can change it up and do single leg RDLs with you know a bench and a dumbbell so there's so many different ways to where you're still targeting the muscle groups that you want to target but you're doing it in a different way and maybe one way requires more core engagement or you know different things Mm -hmm. so making sure that you're changing up you there's staple compound movements that you do need to include in every workout but there's different variations and i think that's a good way to keep from hitting a plateau is changing the type of workout variation that you're doing specifically yeah and and, i mean and you you kind of go into it but like different forms of stabilization i had a i had that clip yesterday or the day before that i had posted where essentially you can be so comfortable doing a flat bench chest press with dumbbells try doing that on a stability ball now try doing it with one arm right holding the other arm to your side and sometimes it's so humbling too like oh, you're yeah. like oh i do this all the time and then you change it up and you're like well shit yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. clearly i can still i still have work to do and again we always still have work to do yeah and and so you look at other types of workout that you can change going into classes right people love classes um, orange theater fitness pilates crossfit classes maybe doing a sport you know i'm big into basketball saying you know what cool i'm gonna incorporate basketball two times a week three times a week i'm gonna get my ass kicked like yeah, i'm gonna i've always burned so many freaking calories and i love that you brought that up because i think that's like such a good i think I, I have clients who are like okay well i signed up for this because i want to change it up or i enjoy mm-hmm. you know training by myself but then i also enjoy doing like a spin class and i'm like that's awesome right. you can have it's all complimentary yeah and that helps you to where you don't burn out or you don't feel like you're just over something so mm-hmm. change it up from time to time whether it's you know you go to a class with a friend or you go to a class by yourself or you go for a hike or you do you know go play volleyball or basketball the the goal with health and fitness overall i think is just to move your body and be active you know whatever that looks like and obviously you do want to incorporate strength training to kind of give you that foundation but you can make it fun and incorporating classes you know it's gonna it's gonna keep you Mm -hmm. guessing and it's gonna keep your body guessing yeah definitely and i think while we're still on the first factor of uh, changing the type of workout one of the one of the most common that you know when people are thinking about it one of the most common thing is they change out their workout splits i know i do this you know constantly where I'll, do you want to explain what a workout split is because yeah. i have come into a, you know a lot of times when i onboard new clients they don't know what that is and yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people do so do you want to go over that so essentially a workout split it's basically how your 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 week is, is split up between workouts so let's say you're working out four or five days your workout split could be Mondays, um, you know, chest and triceps, Tuesday shoulders, Wednesday legs, Thursday arms, Friday core or hit. 
And it's a lot of the splits that we do for our clients is, is basically what it is right there. So your workout split could be like that for maybe four weeks. Granted, in each one of those weeks is a progressive overload, whether it's the RPE, whether it's the reps, whether it's the weight, whether it's whatever the case may be. And so if you've been doing that for X amount of time and you've kept the same split, right? Monday, chest day, you know, Tuesday, <laughs> leg day, whatever. Monday's international chest day. You might want to... No, it's not. It's leg day. Right, yeah, for women. Uh, you might want to... Actually, for me, for me, it's... I always start off my week with legs. Yeah, I have to have that foundation set, you know, so you mm-hmm. feel... You don't feel all lopsided and wobbly. But I think <laughs> oh, all gumby. Geez. Yeah, you feel all gumby the rest of the week. Um, that's essentially a workout split. So, uh, so determining what your current workout split looks like and changing it up, and it could be it could be a super small factor. So, let's say you have legs and you know legs by itself. Maybe do legs and core together. If you have chest by itself. Maybe do chest and shoulders together. You just incorporate that, and yeah. you've literally just changed one factor to break through this plateau. And I guarantee you, you're going to start feeling all different types of soreness. Yeah, it, it really and, and changes change. up the way that your muscles are working when you're working them with different groups. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's jump on to our second recommended factor to consider when breaking through your plateaus. It's obvious we talked about progressive overload. So you you want to change up your weight, sets, reps, and the tempo of, of your workout. So essentially, you want to change up the volume of your workout. You want to change up the speed and tempo. And we talk about speed. We talk about um, controlling those negatives, right? Let's say time time under tension. Let's say you're at a hotel gym and you're like, man, I'm here at the hotel for for two weeks, whatever the case may be. They only have up to 40 pound dumbbells. Let's put some time under tension under the dumbbells and you're going to start really feeling them. And so really changing up the speed of your workout, progressive overload, as we talked about, increasing weight week to week, decreasing and increasing uh, reps, you know, so um, I, I did a workout a couple weeks ago, but I'll say, okay, for everything I'm going to do, for every set or for every, uh, yeah, every set I'm going to do 20 reps. So I'm doing four sets of 20. Like you're building that muscle endurance. Your muscles are supposed to, if you're so used to working out, your muscles are saying, hey, don't we usually stop by eight to 10? Yeah, <laughs> honest, I, I did, I, when I was going back, because I had to take a break from the gym for a little bit. Um, but when I went back, I was like, okay, I have to start with lighter weight, right. which was like annoying because I like, like, like yeah. you know how I am. I like to like push weight or whatever. But I was like, okay, I'm going to do 50, you know, hip thrust on the Smith machine yeah. with like light weight. Mm-hmm. And man, like I was so sore because, and I was focusing on that hold at the top, the right. slow negative. And just as even doing a lighter weight and changing up from going heavy to now going light, but higher, yep. it's good to kind of change that out in between like yes, it's not working at the same way, but it's working it in a different way. And that's good. Yeah. That's going to keep my body guessing and me yeah. from hitting a plateau. Most definitely. And I, and I challenge anybody to do hundred reps of workouts, mm-hmm. oh, excuse me, of a particular workout. And I'll throw this every now and then into my clients thing, but, um, I'm not saying like a hundred barbell squats or something. It can't be a, a it no. can't be a heavy compound where your body's going to be so taxed. I'm talking about like a tricep pull. I'm talking about a barbell curl. The other day I did, um, to finish my workout, I did 100 walking lunges. Oh, shit. Just body weight. Mm. But I I mean, I was like Yeah, you think about that high rep count. Your body is just like... And and that's why you'll notice like a lot of CrossFitters out there. Like I know you and I don't go to a CrossFit box or anything like that, but it's functional movement. And And it's nice to mix it into exactly, and they And they do like 100 body weight squats or 100 push-ups, burpees, whatever the case may be. And when we did go to that CrossFit gym, it was like 2013 or something, 
Um, there was one workout where it was just, all right, the workout of the day is seven minutes of burpees. And I was like, what? Just a running clock of <laughs> burpees like, for seven minutes. And I think I knocked out like 91, but it wasn't even like at the top of what people were doing. I was like, holy shit. I was humbled very quickly. But you think about that repetitive speed and tempo and that high rep where your body's like, dude, I'm not used to this. And also those, I... I like doing things like that because I feel like that's also such a big like way to challenge your mindset because oh, yeah. you know your body could like that when I was doing those lunges like it was no way it was obviously after a full workout so I was like already my muscles were like full and I could feel it mm-hmm. but you have to push yourself mentally because I mean you can do it it's not yeah. like you're gonna fall over but you have to push your mindset and yeah. I think that's when it becomes fun too because it's like you have to tell yourself like all right 20 more okay 10 more okay five more like yeah. you're counting down so you're also during those times you're building discipline as well yeah most definitely um and another thing with speed on on this particular one you know if you're so used to walking you know put a little jog into it if you're Mm -hmm. if you're used to jogging sprint and this a great example was is what i what i love doing right now you know tempo runs tabata runs and so what essentially what tabata is it's eight sets of a 20 second basically interval 10 second rest type of thing and so what i started doing what i started doing was okay let me do two sets of that so once you complete eight total sets of that you rest for about two minutes and you do it an entire time again and then i start feeling that okay my body's getting used to doing this okay so now i'm not going any lower than a 10 speed so now i need to go 10.5 11 and you're full on sprinting at this point. And so you you play around with all these different factors because they're gonna continue to challenge you and push through those plateaus. So you leave the gym drenched, feeling like, God damn, I got a great workout. Like a great God. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is like when you leave the gym and you just feel like, oh, that was an easy one, you know? Then you have to change some factors. Yeah. All right, factor number three on our suggested uh, to consider to break, break plateaus is your frequency of working out. And so essentially in in easiest terms, how many workouts are you getting a week? Um, How many rest days are you getting a week? Mm -hmm. And so I think the funny thing is, is um, you could actually need a week off from the gym. Yeah, A a lot of times when I've taken time off from the gym because I'm like, I'm just not, like I'm not feeling it, I'm not, my workouts haven't been good, I'm like, I'm gonna take a break. And then sometimes taking that break of like, you know, three, four days off and then going back, I'm PRing. Amazing. I feel strong. I feel good. So a lot of times people are like, oh, I need to work out five to six days a week. That's a lot of times that works against, against you. you. Yep. Learning to rest. And if you're somebody who just really enjoys being active and that's like, you know, your form of stress relief or therapy, you know, you can have active rest days, you know, go yep. for a walk, you know, do something light, but let your muscles, you know, rest. Yeah. And so you think about everything falls back in. So now you're talking about changing your type of workout. So you can have instead of a go to the gym, you know, balls to wall, heavy workout, you're having an active recovery day, which is maybe going for a 20, 30 minute walk. Right. And just stretching and doing a dynamic kind of kind of a rest day like that. But essentially, when you think about it, our muscles to grow, our muscles have to be broken down. And so if you're not giving yourself rest, then maybe that's just what you need, right? Man, I've been going to the gym. It's funny when people are like, hey, I go to the gym seven days a week. You know, and six, I'm not seeing any progress. Yeah, six, <laughs> seven days a week. And I've been doing that for 15 years. Wow. Well, your body is probably used to that. And they might be exaggerating and whatnot. But 
what you might need, I guarantee you, if you just say, hey, I'm going to take off from the gym for the next three to four days and you go back, your body's going to be so well rested, your muscles so well recovered that you'll be surprised. And I'm pretty sure people are listening. They're like, yeah, that always happens. I go back to the gym and I I feel like I can push more weight, right? Because your body's well rested. And so look at the frequency. How many workouts are you getting? And maybe you are only getting two workouts a week and you've been doing that for months, it's time to increase that. You know, it's yeah. time to go three workouts, four workouts a week, really challenge yourself. And I think the, the biggest thing to understand with breaking plateaus and anything is if you want to see different results, you have to do different things. You have to, you have, to have different behavior, different actions, and, and that's the same for everybody. Um, all right, guys, number four factor to consider is time of day. And so I know some people might be thinking like, what does that have to do with anything? Because your body is used to it. That's the whole point to break through plateaus. And so if you're a morning person and trust me, I've gotten, I, this has happened to me many times because I constantly work out in the morning. I'm just a morning person. I love starting off my day, but sometimes I get into that routine and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I know that my body's so used to a morning routine that maybe I do need to switch it up. Maybe I need to go in the afternoon. And for those, I mean, many know already that I like to do fasted workouts. So maybe I need to eat and then go do a workout later in the afternoon. And so my body's in like, well, what, what is this? I'm probably going to be able to push more weight, this yeah. and that. Um, but time of day is, is pretty important. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I mean, I like switching it up lately. I've been doing morning workouts and I, I kind of enjoy working yeah. out before like the sun comes up and it's just like a different feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. for the day. But then sometimes I prefer to start my day with like, you know, a slower pace. Like I yeah. want to read and do stuff. I want to have breakfast. And then later on in the afternoon when I've had some food in me, I want to go work out. So I think that makes a huge difference. And yeah. I always tell, you know, my clients are like, I want to work out in the mornings. And I'm like, okay. But then they're like, it's hard. And I'm like, well, that's where yeah. you, that's where you can change it up where, Hey, maybe you're going to wake up early and do morning workouts Monday and Wednesday. And then Tuesday and Thursday, go ahead and sleep in a little bit. And then you can hit your workout after work. And maybe those days your workouts are a little shorter, or maybe that's a day where you go to class or go mm-hmm. running or you're not necessarily at the gym. You're doing something different. Yeah. So I think time of day does play a huge, huge factor. factor into it. And then Fasted and not fasted also, it kind of makes yeah. a difference, you it know, really on does. how your your body's working, how your metabolism is working and all of those factors. So I think, yeah, time of day is something that I don't think you, a lot of people think that it affects no. it, but I think it, it definitely does. And I think your performance, you'll feel a difference yeah. at the times that you work out as well. Yeah, it must've been probably like four, no, I wanna say like maybe like six years ago, I was an afternoon workout person for like the longest time. Yeah, same. Always. We used every, to always right? go like after, right after work. After work, go to the gym. And along with millions of other people out there, right? You go to the gym, it's the worst time to go. Yeah, like between like four and like four to, eight. Yeah, four to seven, eight when people are off of work, getting their workout out. So I was like, you know what? This was probably like six years ago. I'm going to say, I'm going to go, I'm going to try a morning workout. And it was horrible. Like I'm telling you, for those of y'all who, have, who are trying to... Con- trying to consider it like you're not alone in thinking that man that's gonna suck trust me though it's it's about establishing a habit and routine just like anything else but i went to get that workout in and i felt like i couldn't move weight i went fasted and at that point i wasn't really mentally fasting it was just the fact that i didn't feel like eating i think it was like five in the morning went to the gym and i felt i was like this is this workout really sucks and so it's a it's a mental thing of course and so um fast you know flash 
fast forward, fast forward six years. And I mean, I love working out in the morning. Like I yeah. feel energized and just really ready to tackle the day. And so guys like anything, all it takes is really giving it a try being, being intentional with trying it and then switching it up and doing it. And, and I will say to play devil's advocate here, I do when I go get an afternoon workout, it feels very different. And so that's for me saying, Hey, you know what? Maybe this is what I need. I need to work out when I have eaten and I'm able to push more weight. And so again, it's, it's, it's seeing what's going to work for your body and actually pushing through different limits as well. All right, so we are, let's look at number five here. Number five factor in breaking through plateaus, believe it or not, guys, is you have to change the location and your environment. So if you're used to inside workouts, go outside, get a get a two-mile run in, go out, get a, get a workout in outside, you know, do some body weight push-ups with that sun on your back, anything like that, and you'll see just how great that feels, and maybe vice versa, you're saying, hey, I'm, I only work out outside well take it to a gym go inside and and, and use all the equipment and, and and things that you have accessible to you um and we obviously our clients you know wide range from home gym to apartment yeah. gym to to commercial gym of yeah, course basically i mean anything because i think the goal is that you can work out from anywhere right. and you can have mm -hmm. a good workout if you really are intentional with it, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I have clients who start out at home because maybe they're intimidated a little bit to go to the gym. Yep. Yep. They're getting comfortable. And I think it's nice when they're like, hey, I signed up at the gym, but I want to do maybe two days at the gym only. Yep. And then can I do my other two from home? Of course. I have clients who do a home workout only, hybrid, gym only, like everything. The goal is to customize it for mm -hmm. you because everybody is different. Yeah, most definitely. So finding, you know, what's going to work for you, what kind of routine works better. Do you feel more motivated when you work out by yourself or do you feel more motivated at the gym? I'm super competitive. I like working out mm -hmm. at the gym. It makes me work out harder. But then on the flip side, I have days where I don't want to be around people. Right. <laughs> like yeah. I'm also so you... super introvert. So I'm like, I'm going to work out here at home mm -hmm. and just, you know, put on a good playlist and just get in my zone. So I think listen to your body and listen to your mind and like, you know, wherever you feel like you're going to have the best workout, do it there, but change it up from time to time exactly. and get creative and have fun with it. Yeah, most definitely. And, and especially if you have a home gym, I always like to say it's really close for comfort, right? Sometimes you can say, man, I've, I've been working out at my home gym for the past two years and, and I can just go and be right in my living room right there and, and this and that. So maybe it is time to switch it up. Maybe it's time to, and again, you know, if, if, um, financial situations are are in line and whatnot. Maybe it is time to get a gym membership and say, you know what, let me go explore these other options. Or change the room. Like if you work out in your living room, go work out outside. Yeah. Maybe yeah. get you know maybe because you'd be surprised doing a workout inside versus doing it outside. Also, guys, you can work on your tan. Huge difference. Like it's nice yeah. to you know sometimes it's nice if I like to sweat. I think most people do when they work out. It makes them feel accomplished. So. You know, if the weather is nice, go outside, take your workout outside and, you know, get a good tan, get some vitamin mm -hmm. D while you're doing it. And it'll be nice to separate like where you hang out from to where you work out from. And that yeah. that's actually a thing. Like if you're going to work out from home, you should have a designated space where you only work out yeah. because then your mind registers. This is where we work out versus if you're working out in the living room and you sit and watch Netflix and unwind there and then mm -hmm. you want to work out there, your your mind's like, we don't work out here. We yeah. relax here. So you want to separate, even if it's like a small room or you know a little closet, whatever space you have, I would definitely work out in a different spot from them where you relax. Yeah, most definitely. And location also goes back to if you're at a home gym, 
um, commercial gym, you know, go to a CrossFit gym, try different things like that. We already mentioned that as well, though. And our final factor here that we have for you guys to really keep in mind when you're wanting to really break through that plateaus is our bread and butter. Have you worked with a trainer or coach or a workout partner, right? Sometimes you can't go at it alone. And sometimes you feel like, man, I've done this all by myself all this time. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, because you'll feel like, damn, you know what? I'm ready to take my thing to the next level. And even coaches need coaches. I mean, I bought, you know, from other coaches. So have you. And I think it's, it's good to see, you know, you're learning while you're doing it also. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like it's a bad thing to say, oh, I need a coach or a trainer. Like, it's just another way to invest in yourself and continue growing your knowledge and growing your strength and your health and fitness. Yeah. And, and it's about accountability in the end. It's about saying, you know what, how can I push myself if I've reached this plateau and maybe I can ask for help from somebody and, and have an accountability and a workout partner. And so and it could even be like you mentioned, like purchasing a workout program. And that's why, you know, we're excited to have our programs uh, once we wrap them up, be up there because it could be something where they have eight to 12 weeks of workouts they've never done. And it's like exciting to really get that done. But yeah, guys, if you haven't worked with a coach, trainer, a workout partner for that extra accountability, it could be that right move for you to really say, you know what, I need to shake things up. I need someone who's going to design a workout plan and hold me accountable for it. And that's what we do, guys. So if you want to reach out, go right ahead. All right, guys. And lastly, that wrapped up our six uh, factors. So I'll just recap them real quick before we we jump to this last point. Factor one, you got to switch up the type of workout. Factor two, you got to switch up the weight, sets, reps, and the tempo of your workout. Factor three, change up the frequency. How many workouts are you getting per week? How many rest days? Factor four, change up the time of day. Um, factor five is a location, whether you're inside, outside, home gym, public gym, whatever the case may be. And factor number six of our recommendations is have you worked with a coach or an accountability partner that can really take your your progress to that next level in line with your goals. But lastly, guys, for those that may be thinking, and I had to put this on there, wait, but I've tried all these things. What if none of these things are working to break my plateau. Ashley's smiling. Ashley, what are your thoughts on this? I think if you've tried all of these things and you're doing all of the things, then you it might be time to take a step back and really reflect and realize, are you doing all of these things consistently and fully like invested in it? Or are you doing these things sometimes mm-hmm. when you feel like it, when it's convenient? So I think that's, you know, a big thing. And also, you know, get really clear on what are your actual goals mm-hmm. with health and wellness. Are you looking to really increase muscle? Are you looking to lose fat? Are you, do, are you just working out because you want to feel good? Because maybe you're like, oh, well, I'm not losing weight, but maybe that wasn't even a goal of yours. Maybe right. you just want to feel good and maybe you feel great, but maybe you just need to challenge yourself or reassess. So I think, you know, really getting clear on why you're working out, what your goal is with that. And then also, you know, taking ownership and holding yourself accountable. And I always say holding yourself accountable, it's not a bad thing. Mm. I think it has a bad stigma. I think sometimes people say that, you know, think that when we hold ourselves accountable, we have to practice negative self-talk where Mm -hmm. we're like, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And that's not what it should look like. Holding yourself accountable is just taking a step back and saying, am I doing these things to the best of my ability or can I do better because I'm capable of more? 
Yeah. And then, you know, okay, well, what small changes can I make and continue to build off of that? And also realizing that it's a marathon, not a race. Like yeah. your health and wellness journey is never ending. Your goals are always changing. Your body is always changing and you yeah. have to adapt and change with it. Yeah, most definitely. And for those of y'all that didn't get that, that was a trick question at the end. <laughs> Guys, there are so many different factors that we can do to to really break through our plateaus. And in the end, if you said, oh, yeah, I've tried every one of these things. Oh, so you you mean to tell me you've tried every type of different <laughs> workout, split routine, everything there is out there. You've increased the X amount of reps and tempo and you've had a workout partner. You change frequencies, time of day. You've done all this stuff and you're just saying, nah, it hasn't worked for me then like Ashley mentioned, I think you need to really take a step back and look at the accountability and ownership that we're putting into and your level of commitment because with any of these things, you still have to be focused on your goal, on your why, on your commitment level and intentionality of it. Otherwise, you'll always have that excuse to say like, oh, I tried this, it just didn't work out. But it won't work unless you work. That's like it. nothing will work unless you put in the work and you know it doesn't mean you work out for a week or a month and you no. say you're not happy with how you look then then you continue working out you just adjust and change how you work out yeah i always say eat. yeah i always say trust the process you know because you got to give it time um and you got to be consistent with it and then you will begin to see those results and yeah. then you'll be ready to change it up again because you're saying all right i see results i can't just be here at this point forever let's keep it going yeah. let's get that momentum my brother matt's freaking loving his progress and momentum right now and he's he even just texted me a while ago just like dude i'm addicted i have yeah, to keep going I, I was about to say how you said trust the process i think another good thing is learn to enjoy the process right, yeah. like you you know once you start seeing some results then it doesn't just turn into oh i love how i look it's like i love how i feel yeah. and eventually you start to love how like when i work out i feel good while i'm working out definitely i feel strong i feel motivated i'm like heck yes like i'm doing this right now and i think eventually you learn to to love the process and enjoy it and if you don't love the process and you don't learn to enjoy it like really invest in learning to enjoy those things and practice being grateful that you're even able to move your body in ways like oh, that yeah. because that's not something that everyone is yeah i can't take that for you granted. know so i think guys really learning to see health and wellness and working out as you know it's a luxury and mm -hmm. you know love it and just continue to to grow with it yeah absolutely well said well said um in the end guys you know we're all human and experience highs and lows within our own health and wellness journeys and guess what that's okay you know we have to learn to enjoy it and love it like ashley was mentioning this allows us to take action allows us to pivot allows us to continue to shock our bodies with new and fresh routines that will help us grow stronger mentally and physically but guys, that's a wrap. We hope that we're able to provide some positive information, some inspiration and useful insights to not allow our plateaus to get the best of us and the best of our goals. It may be March, but we are just getting started. So continue to believe in yourself, believe in your long-term goals and continue to go after it, guys. But be sure to like, share and follow the Strong Society and the Strong Society podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Tune in via Spotify and Apple Podcasts and feel free to reach out to us at support at thestrongsociety.com with any questions, feedback, or personal situations you may have. As far as our personal Instagram handles, it's at anthonylucasflotas and at ash.m.zam. So be sure to follow our pages as well as we upload workout and educational content weekly. It is spring break, guys. Have a great Monday. Stay hydrated. Be safe. Later, y'all. Have a good one.